Hello, everyone. Welcome to Richfield Tiger Talk. I'm your host, Dr. D. Santis, and I got a great show for you today. Joining us, we've, we've had him on the show before, and everyone in town knows him. You might know him as Mac, but it's Michael McNamara. How are you? I'm doing great, Wes. How are you? Good, good, good. For people who are listening, uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself so people know who you are. Sure. I'm a, I'm the Richfield High School Orchestra Director. I've been in Richfield for 18 years, and I'm also the 612 Visual Performing Arts Chair. Ah, that is so cool, so cool. But we don't have you for the whole show today because it's 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 uh we got we got some cool things to talk about. And uh, well, I still have you in your very busy schedule. Why don't you tell us what you want us to know about? Sure. Um, I just wanted to be here to introduce my wonderful colleague Lauren Verney Fink. So she's the choir director. She's in her second year here in Ridgefield, but she's a veteran teacher. Um, she could tell you a little bit more about her background in other districts. Um, we have been. Incredibly blessed to have her. She's doing just absolutely wonderful things with the choir um, and providing them with experiences that I think they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Um, I have single-handedly witnessed her impact on the program in a very short time, just in terms of a culture shift. Um, the the kids are just they're they're just so into it. They're you know they they've developed um, a real sense of professionalism and uh, and camaraderie with each other, and it's uh, it's a pleasure to watch. Um, how she's attracting kids into her program and what she's doing. Um, and, you know, we could just, I'm just going to scratch the surface on, you know, things that she's done. Uh, but the main thing to talk about today is going to be uh, a recent endeavor that she just undertook, which, uh, you know, has definitely received a little bit of press, but I'm going to let her talk about that. Ah, that's amazing. Um, so Lauren, thank you so much for joining us here on Richfield Tiger Talk. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And thank you for having me. Thanks for that wonderful intro, Mac. That was great. I love working with you. I'm you glad know. someone does. No, I'm I'm glad not too many people tell me that. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. It, uh, Lauren, I, I think, um, you know, I, the, the big news that we've seen in both Richfield Press and in many of the communications that the district has sent out is you took a little trip not too long ago to a very special place, especially one of the most well-known places in all of visual performing arts, just I would say historically in America. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? We, sure, we had the amazing invitation and opportunity to perform at Carnegie Hall. Ooh. And this was ab absolutely incredible. Um, mm -hmm. All of our concert choir students, plus some of our eighth grade chamber choir students sang John Rutter's Magnificat, which is a 40 minute piece um, under his direction, which is um, incredible in itself, um, at Carnegie Hall on Sunday, January 7th, 2024. Uh, so how did this opportunity even come to be? This is huge. Like, How does something like this even happen? We were in the music office, it was in April, and um, Mac received an email from a company called Mid-America Productions, and it said, we are um, gearing up to celebrate our 40th anniversary as a company, and we um, have an opportunity for your singers to come sing at Carnegie Hall to celebrate our anniversary concert. Would you like to come? And <laughs> Mac showed it to me, and I, I almost like thought it was a, a joke. Um, yeah. And it was real. So um, 
We yeah, it's like you may already be a winner. You know what I mean? It's like one exactly. of those. Yeah, I you're know. like, this is like a weird solicitation. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or like, well, you can do this for $8,000. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that was not that was not the case. So um, we are fortunate enough that Ridgefield High School somehow is on, I think, a, a list that they have of schools that they've worked with in the past that had a positive reputation. The mm -hmm. students arrived prepared. They were talented. Um, and when Joyce Flanagan was here, um, she was the choir director, I think two yep. or three people before me. She worked with this company a few times. And I'm so thankful because I think they were looking for some schools to sing with them on a date that wasn't a normal date. You know, January yep. 7th is not like a normal um, performance date that's going to attract a ton of people. So it was just a perfect storm. And so we were just invited and um, we, you know, we had to learn the music and all of it, but it was just so worth it. That's, that's awesome. I mean, Carnegie Hall is the, you know, how do you get the Carnegie Hall? <laughs> I, you know, um, practice, man, practice. But the, like, this is so significant. And would I would say once in a lifetime, especially for a high school student, uh, to to have this sort of opportunity for these students. Like, why for for people who are listening and they're saying, "Oh, Carnegie Hall, that's right down in New York." I mean, that's not that far. Why is this so significant? Because you know, for us to say that, if you know, if you know, you know, like, why is this so significant? Yes, um, the Perelman Perelman stage at Carnegie Hall is what a world famous stage. Um, the Hall itself has a whole history about how funny the construction of it was. It was constructed in a way that everyone thought it would never sound good. And many musicians say it's one of their favorite places to perform. So just singing in such a large venue is cool in itself. And then to know how many famous people have stood on that stage um, is just so neat. You know, I showed the students a little video before we went and I said, um, just look at this list of people. And it's the Beatles and Martin Luther King Jr. gave a speech there. And just the list is so long of other people that have stood on that stage. And not everyone gets an invitation. And, you know, I'm I'm in my 17th year teaching. I've been singing since wow. I was young. And this is my first chance that I got to stand on that stage. So you take these opportunities when they come. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I believe you said John Ritter was yeah. conducting this actual, like his own piece with your students. Yes. Like, you know, I'm going to ask again, what is the significance of that? So not only are we at Carnegie Hall, which is probably one of the the pinnacles of anyone's career right <laughs> of any entertainer's <laughs> careers to is to perform at Carnegie Hall but to actually have the creator of the piece be the conductor like when do you kind of dive into that a little bit yeah John Rutter is a really or famous Rutter, yes. yeah he's yeah. a really famous composer mm -hmm. in the choir world um many I bet almost every person has heard his music even if they don't know it so mm -hmm. he um composed music for, um, shoot, I can't remember which royal wedding, but I think yeah. it was 
Kate, um, William and Kate's wedding. Okay. He arranged music for Meghan and Harry's wedding. He arranged music for the Queen's funeral and the recent King's coronation. So wow. He, he's a really big deal. He's written yeah. some amazing music. Um, and it is it, just meeting him was such a gift and being in the rehearsal room with him and hearing his instruction and watching his conducting and, and, you know, it's his music. So when he says, I would like it loud here, you know, okay, yes, you wrote yes. it. This is how you would like it. And it's just that, that was such a cool learning experience for the students to see that. How did the students like kind of absorb, like having the creator of the piece <laughs> there giving them guidance? Um, I would, you know, it's funny. That's a great question. I, I wasn't quite sure how it was going to go because yeah. there's that added pressure already. You want to do well, but then when the composer is in the room, you really, yeah. want to do well. you really want to do well. Yeah. In our first rehearsal. So we rehearsed two days in New Jersey and then we did our sound check and our performance at Carnegie. Mm -hmm. So we were with him for two days leading up to it. And in our first rehearsal, he immediately put everybody at ease. He was very funny. Yeah. Um, I think I thought he was more funny than the students did. But of course, they, yeah. You know, <laughs> but they still liked him. And um, he just said to them, you all learned my music on your own. And now it's our job to make it one choir. And yeah, I'm going to tell you how to do it. And he wasn't mean, he just was very precise about what he wanted to hear and what he knew would sound good in Carnegie Hall, which that was another lesson, you know, yep. you have to sing differently depending on the space that you're in. And that was great for the students to realize. Um, but it was, he just made you feel at ease, even though it was yeah. his music, he, you could tell he just wanted it to sound as, as great as it could. Ah, that's great. And um, well, what did it feel like being backstage at Carnegie Hall, being in that facility with the conductor? Like, how were the students? Like, how did our, our Ridgefield representation, how did that feel? It was really neat. Uh, that also was so, so neat. So we, um, you know, our, we reported to the backstage entrance and all the kids had to have special passes to get in on the morning of the show. And um, some students were in one dressing room, some were in another. So it's, you know, it's tight quarters back there, but it's the backstage section is its own building. It's really impressive. It's actually several buildings all yeah. connected through different hallways. Um, and I should share that I actually had the great fortune of singing with them. It's a long story, but I didn't know <laughs> I was going to sing with them. And then I was able to. So I, I was feeling, I was feeling all of this just as they were. So, you know, they, they told us, okay, it's time to get on. They lined us up, yep. they filed us on. And just that moment of looking out on the audience is, is so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's so well, so um, the, the piece of music, how, how much lead time did the students have to prepare for it? So they knew that it was going to be on this date in January 7th. How long have they been preparing for that? We started learning it I would say like September second or whatever. Okay. No. The, the moment that the 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 pen ink dried on their attendance form, they started learning. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I just have to commend the students. They have worked. They worked so yeah. hard. Um, and as their director, I knew why this was going to be worth it, but a lot of them didn't. And 
um, that's understandable. You know, some of them yeah. didn't even really know what Carnegie Hall was when I when I announced it. So yeah. um, I just am so proud of them for staying motivated because it was hard. And yeah. um, it's 40 minutes worth of music. And it's, it, you know, it's a one long piece divided into seven movements. So like seven chapters. So we just, oh wow we chipped away at it. Um, the eighth graders especially had to learn a lot of it on their own. And then I yep. would do special rehearsals with them after school. I would pop over in the morning. It was like wow. really nine time to go through it. And from someone who's done this briefly in a chunk of my life, 40 minutes. Wow. That is a lot of to 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 not only remember but to get good at yeah just continually practicing at that oh you, again like i guess you 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 just said it you must be so proud of them yes yes i i feel it feels like a dream honestly yeah. it's a dream come true for me and just seeing what they experienced and seeing their smiles and when they said mm -hmm. i get it now like i get what you were saying it just i i really think they'll remember it forever that is so cool. And like, how, um, like, how do you let them understand the gravity? Like, I think post it happening, they, do they understand the gravity of like what they just were able to experience? I think so. Yes. Yeah. Um, in the moment, especially just watching them. So uh, when we walked on stage, they said, okay, you're allowed to use your phone for like two minutes to take selfies and pictures. And yep. just, you know, watching everybody doing yep. that and trying to capture the moment, um, you could just feel it. You could feel it. And mm -hmm. and I and then seeing the the students meet their parents afterwards, and the parents were like, This is absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. What I what I just watched my child do. It's yeah. <laughs> um, how can they not be moved by it? Oh, and and for the audience listening, uh, the reason why you haven't heard from Mac is he had to leave because he had to go take care of something because we record the show during a school day and well, schools are busy. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I just so if, if someone's listening, they're like, oh, where did Mac go? <laughs> um, so like, what's next? I mean, it's kind of hard, especially January 7th, right? You know, you still have the other half of the school year. What are some of the things that uh, the community can look forward to? from VPA and the, the, the chorus and other things. Yeah. Thanks. Um, we're sort of coming off of this high, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> behind the scenes, we actually had a little poster in the room, the kids made it. And we, every time we complete, we decided we had learned part of it, we would shade the poster in. Yep. And then each time we got to a certain level, they had a different reward. So we're still yep. actually working our way through our Carnegie Rewards, which is like a game of seven up for the last three minutes or whatever. But um, to the outward group, um, next up on Tuesday, actually, January 30th, we have yep. a choral festival concert here at the high school. It's at Ooh. seven o'clock. It's going to be just such a celebration of choral singing. We have a fifth grade honors chorus this year. Um, where we have students from all of our elementary schools singing together. And awesome. then you'll hear the eighth grade chorus, the chamber choirs and the high schools, high school students. And then we will all sing together at the end. And what day is that? Tuesday, January 30th. January 30th. So I will put that in the show notes. So if people want to just look down in your podcast app, we'll put it in there. That's great. And then yeah. um, otherwise, honestly, at, at, 
the high school, the concert choir and I are kind of looking forward to a little break after that. We, Absolutely. <laughs> we're kind of ready for like a little less uh, of a pressured yeah. situation. You know, we just want to learn music at our own right here. And we are preparing for a Pops concert, which is going to be the same night as the Ridgefield High School Art Show. So it's going to be Thursday, May 2nd. And the art show will be running all evening. And then we hope, so we hope you'll go to the art show and then you'll also come into the auditorium and watch our choir's Ooh. pops concert at 7.30. And the theme this year is a night at the movies. So Ooh. the students voted and that's what they picked. So all of our songs will be from movies and it'll awesome. just be such a nice kind of repertoire change from yeah. the big Magnificat <laughs> that we sang. <laughs> well, uh, first off, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your incredibly busy schedule. Um, and the fact that your your students are you're at Carnegie Hall singing this amazing 40 minute long piece. And then, you know, I know it's a little all gas, no breaks, but then planning for May to have this really fun movie musical night just only shows not only the breadth of, of what our students can do, but the, this, what you brought to our district. So, uh, Lauren, thank you again for uh, taking the time out of this day to tell us all this great stuff. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. And I just <laughs> thank you all for your support. I just want to just give a quick kudos to the Ridgefield administration. Um, that Carnegie Hall trip would not have happened with such support. Um, we had a, we didn't even talk about how the snow changed our travel plans. Um, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and I just I I was really thankful for a team that was committed to to having this happen. Oh, I think everyone wanted to get you there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, first off, I want to say thank you to Lauren for being on the show, but I also want to thank our wonderful audience for listening to the podcast. We are incredibly popular now in town, so if you're listening to this, we already got you. So we need to let everyone else in town know that if you want to know anything about Richfield Public Schools, Richfield Tiger Talk is your best stop shop for fun and cool information about us. So remember, uh, just tell everyone we're on every podcasting app, Spotify, iTunes, Google, wherever you find, find podcasts, just sites, uh, Ridgefield. Actually, by the time you're done typing Ridgefield, I bet you dollars to donuts, and I love my donuts, you will see Tiger Talk right at the top. And just uh, like and subscribe. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you for the invite. And uh, this is Dr. D signing off. Have a great weekend, everyone. And remember to check out the uh, chorus and the 30th, right? Uh, yeah, January 30th is our next performance. Next performance at the high school? Yep. All right. We'll see everyone there. Have a good one.